0: Awesome! It's Thursday morning. It's almost the weekend, and we're here with WBB Unplugged, uh, part of Junior All Star, with head coach JR Payne. It's been it's been a crazy week, coach, huh? It has been a very crazy week,
1: a good week, a great week, but very busy
0: indeed, Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. I remember coming to Colorado after USA Basketball in like 2018 or 19. And just seeing how beautiful the campus was, and and what a cool place it was, and meeting you and your staff, yeah. and how accommodating you were. So I'm I'm excited for today too.
1: Ah, uh, thank you. Yeah, it's, for those that haven't been to Boulder, Colorado before, it, it's beautiful. I mean, it's just unlike anything. You know, the mountains are literally right on top of the university, and.
0: Um, it's a pretty special place. I remember, you know, I, I live in Orlando, so I've been to Disney a bunch. And I was like, this is like a Disney university. Everything's clean. The grass is green. It's, it was just beautiful. So, you know, it, you. It, it's cool coming kind of full circle here. Um, so you guys beat LSU on Monday night. Um, it's it's the story out there. What was the biggest surprise for you in the LSU game? Yeah, that's, that's a great question.
1: To be honest, um... I don't know, like, we're, we're quietly very confident, you know. Our, our ball club is, is built, you know, with a bunch of just underdog kids, you know, under-recruited and um, sort of overlooked and things like that. So we carry this giant chip on our shoulder. We always have. Um, and so to be, to be totally honest, I don't think anybody outside of our program thought that we would beat LSU going into that game. But I also think every single person inside of our program believes that we would beat them. And so, um, so there wasn't a lot that was surprising. I mean, I thought, um, we were very prepared. We were very confident. We came out aggressively. I thought we threw the first punch, you know, as far as just ball pressure. And, you know, we started hard hedging ball screens and things that, I don't know. I don't think LSU expected that type of sort of tenacity from the jump. Um, but there wasn't, I mean, we shot the ball really well. I could say that surprised me. We shot the heck out of it. Um, (laughs) You know, I didn't, I didn't see that coming, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was fun, you know, beginning to end. It was pretty awesome.
0: That's awesome. You know, I, I think, you know, what, what do you think? So you think coming into the game, the expectation was we're going to come in and compete or you think it was like, we're going to win this thing and there's no doubt about it?
1: Um, well we know what, so, so sort of our makeup is just we, we recruit really competitive kids that love to compete. Like I said, don't back down from anything and, you know, kind of bulldog mindset, um, and so I knew we'd compete. That that's never a question. Um, but I think those of us, you know, that have been in our program for a while, like we have a couple fifth year seniors, a couple seniors, you know, our staff has been together a long time. I think that core group really thought we would win. Like like, there's no doubt if we can if we can handle our business, keep them off the glass. That was the biggest thing. Keep them off the glass, then we'll win this game.
0: Awesome. So, so like LSU comes off the national title; they have all these new players, freshmen and transfers. Like, how do you scout a game like that?
1: Yeah. Um, well, lots of film, you know. So obviously, watching what worked well, you know, or, or who they were last year, their personnel. A lot of those kids were back. Um, and then, and then, you know, like for Haley Van Lys, watching Louisville film, you know, where where did she do well? Where were some games that she struggled? Um, you know, things like that. Where were some games? Obviously, Angel Reese is an incredible player and mm-hmm. in, in person, you know, on the floor. So, like, where were some games that she struggled? You know, and we felt like, uh, with our size, because Erinette Bonlay is, you know, one of the biggest, strongest players, um, also very athletic. We felt like many size would, would give her a problem. Um, and so we, we, thought that that matchup, you know, could, could be in our favor, um, you know, as long as we we did what we were supposed to do. But yeah, very detailed. We love the scouts, so you know our scouts are we we're, they're very detailed. They're very um, our kids are really locked into the scouts. They know them. They study them. Um, they believe in them, uh, and so that helps give us an edge sometimes.
0: So, like when you talk about this team this year, obviously you guys had a really good season last year. Like, what's the goal? Yeah. What's the goal for this year? What like you know LSU obviously like. You just beat the number one team in the yeah. country, but you have 27 yeah. more games to play. What's the goal for this year for you guys?
1: Yeah. Kenny, you're going to hate my answer because it's so cliche and and every coach says it. And I don't know if everybody believes it, but we actually really live this mantra of just be excellent today. You know, and, and whatever's in front of us today, whether that's, you know, we're maxing on bench in the weight room or we have a conditioning test or... It's simply just a shoot around. We're we're trying to be great. You know, and our our upperclassmen hold us, hold ourselves and and each other to such a high standard of, like, paying attention to detail, being locked in, really competing that um, we don't really look past today. You know, and I I I hate that answer because, you know, because everybody says that. But it really is true. I think we're capable of making a deep run in March. I think we're capable of competing for a championship. Um, in the PAC 12 conference, although I think it'll be the best PAC 12 we've ever seen. Um, you know, so, so I think we're capable of those things, but I I honestly think we're only capable of those things if we focus one day at a time.
0: Well, I mean, you guys obviously have a, have a lot to live up to at this point. What was the setup like in Vegas for the game? You know, I, I've watching basketball since I, you know, I'm, I just turned 40 this year, but since I was a kid and I've watched TNT and I've seen Charles Barkley on there and I've seen, you know, I have yeah. to download my app for True TV once a year. But like, what was the setup like? How was the experience for you and your players? It was awesome. I mean, it honestly felt like an NCAA tournament atmosphere.
1: Um, you know, cr- great media, like the facilities were great. T-Mobile arena is big, beautiful. Um, you know, Candace Parker and her crew, you know, were at shoot around and interviewing players and, um, you know, for a lot of us, you know, we've never met someone like that before and sort of have, you know, everybody's kind of, kind of, uh, I don't know, just in awe a little bit to be in, in her presence. And, um, they were all really great and respectful and fun. And, um, you know, there's lots of fans there and, you know, uh, Charles, or uh, not Charles Barkley, uh, Shaq, you know, was there because of probably LSU yeah. and TNT. Uh, and, you know, he came in the locker room after the game and, and you know, kind of looked around the room and found Airnet Von Lay and kind of pointed to her and was like, you, come here, <laughs> you know, and gave her a hug and just kind of gave her a, you know, it's just a hug and like sort of a kudos to, to how well she played. And it was an awesome environment though. Vegas is always good for basketball.
0: And I think, you know, there's those moments, you know, as a coach and, and, and even as a player, you're just never going to forget. And no matter what happens this season, like, the experience in Vegas is something that, like, they're probably going to take that with them forever. No doubt. No
1: doubt. From from the beginning to the end, like, just the, the sort of the hype, you know, leading into it. Because um, you got to know, I mean, we, we had a great season last year, Sweet 16 and all that, but we still don't have access to that type of national spotlight, you yeah. know, and so – that's part of why we why we wanted that game because one we believe that you know with all of our veterans back and you know we could really compete but we also know that we don't have access to that to that stage very often and we wanted that um, but yeah you're you're right I mean no one in that room will ever forget Shaq walking in there
0: and you know and
1: Candace Parker coming in and all of that was was beyond special.
0: Maybe I'm a little weird but like how do you even get the game you know LSU wins the national title I mean you. You know, you guys are are getting good, right? Like you're not UConn yet. Exactly. You're not. You're not. You know, you, right. don't, you don't have Juju walk-ins, right? So, like, how do you yeah. even how do you even get the game? Yeah. Well, so so it was the entire series,
1: there were four games that day: uh, two women's games, two men's games, um, and that series was put on by the Hall of Fame, and so okay. they were responsible for you know for finding the matchups and finding the teams. And to be honest, I don't I don't think there were too many takers. You know, to sign up to play Play LSU after they, you know, won the championship and then signed the number one high school class and the number one transfer class. And uh, we might have been the only ones that that really raised our hand and said, yeah, we'll take that game. Um, But when they offered it and we said, yeah, our our upperclassmen wanted it, you know, when they called and talked to me about the game, I said, I I don't know, let me think about it. And I called uh, four or five of our upperclassmen and I said, here's the opportunity in front of us. What do you guys think? And every single one of them, with no hesitation, said, yes, yes, we want that game. We want to play it. So we
0: took it. That's awesome. I mean, again, look at how it's turned out. And, you know, it's weird because Colorado, you know, has transitioned to a national brand this year, really, with with Dion and everything. Like, what's what's it been like being at Colorado in the last, you know, 12 months?
1: Oh, my gosh, it's
0: so much fun.
1: First of all, Coach Prime is just – you know, he's awesome. I just absolutely love him. He's he's so real and so authentic and you know, so much of what he says because he's prime, right? He can say whatever he wants to say. <laughs> right. And you know what when, when he first got to Colorado and, and some of the things he was saying were just so blunt and so true and you know, all the I think coaches around the world were going, Yes, you know, I can't say that, but yes, I agree, it's awesome. And and so it's been great, you know, the the hype, um, the immediate success that they're having based on, you know, from last year to this year, Um, you know, the celebrities, the, just the talk and the brand recognition everywhere we go, you know, no matter where it is in the country, people see our shirt and say, oh my gosh, Coach Prime, Colorado, go bus And it's been (laughs) really, really awesome.
0: You know, just walking around Florida, you see people with Colorado stuff on. So it's really, it's pretty cool. And You know, it's just, it's excited to be excited about something, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially something that's fun and good. Positive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's so much crazy going on in the world right now when, you know, you can see kids, these college kids having success and being in the spotlight and doing good things. It's like, man, let's keep celebrating that stuff.
0: For sure. So, like, you're at Colorado for three years. I was, you know, I was trying to do a little bit of preparation here, even though this is not necessarily my background. But I read something like in 2019-20, you did a culture reset. And since then, you guys have had progressively better seasons. Like, what was the difference between the first three years and then that reset?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we inherited a program, you know, when a new coach comes to a university for basketball or whatever, it's typically because the team was so good that that coach had a new opportunity, or they were so bad that they needed a new coach, you know. So so we were the latter, of course, um, you know, and coming out of last place when we first got here, uh, it just takes time. Like, we didn't have bad kids. We didn't have, you know, it wasn't that. We just didn't have enough talent and sort of cohesiveness and competitive spirit to really compete in the Pac-12, and so, um, you know, after a couple years of of trying to get, you know, players that wanted to be at this level and wanted to compete, uh, sort of that culture reset that you're talking about, is really more of us as a staff just sitting down and saying, what's going to work for us, you know, because I can recruit a bunch of talented players that don't necessarily fit our system or style or mindset, and it just isn't going to work. You know, no matter how talented they are. So we really just, you know, sort of kind of came up with some core values that we knew would work for us, um, recruited specifically to those things, and uh, got kids that were, you know, wanted to buy in and wanted to be a part of building something special. and. Um, and that's when we've really kind of taken off. It doesn't happen overnight, certainly, but I'm thankful our administration allowed us the opportunity to keep
0: working and building. So, like, after those first three years, were you like, okay, we know we're on the brink of this, or did it kind of catch you by surprise when you kind of turned the corner?
1: Yeah, we knew, we knew that if we had the time to keep getting the right types of people and types of players that we could do it. Um, you know, we've been at, you know, a couple other schools where we took over a struggling program and have been able to build them into a great team. we knew we could, it's just, of course, hard to do in the best conference in America. So it took, took a little longer than we would have liked.
0: So what, like you talked about core values. So like, do you, did you, have you changed those core values since 20 or 1920, or do you still have the same ones? Like, what are they?
1: Yeah. So, we, so our two, our two main core values are, uh, toughness. Um, and, and accountability. Um, you know, we, we talk about being the, the hardest working, toughest, and most disciplined team in the country. And, um, you know, we work to be those things almost every single day. So that, that's sort of what we hang our hat on. You know, in the weight room, in the on the conditioning track, on the court, in the classroom, everything that we're doing, we're trying to be those three things.
0: I looked at your roster, and you have one player from Colorado, I think, on the roster right now. And I, I could be wrong about that. Yeah. How? Yeah. Like how? Like I look at your roster and it's all over the place. And I know you're you're from Canada and you've been in California, <laughs> and Utah. So like, yeah. how, how do you how do you put this roster together?
1: <laughs> well, I think really, um, first of all, we would love to have more Colorado kids. You know, we've had because we just haven't been great, like like really good, you know, until a couple of years ago. And so you know, like the Lauren Betts and the and the Fran Believies and the, those kids, you know. The high, high-level kids, kids didn't necessarily have a reason to stay unless they wanted to be a part of a building, you know. And so I, I couldn't blame them for going to Stanford or, you know, UCLA or wherever they were headed. But, um, but I'm hoping we can, can get more high-level kids to stay. Um, but, no, I mean, just just you're right. Our, our roster is very diverse. I think, I think again, recruiting to your core values. So, like, Jalen Sherrod, you know, our fifth-year point guard, um, we were the only Power Five offer she had. Her other offers were like Tennessee State and probably UAB, you know, because she's from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, but but we we saw something in her, uh, like a competitive spirit and a, uh, you know, people talk about that dog mentality, yeah. like just that, you know, and and that's kind of how we are. Like we're we're the ultimate, just just want to be tough and physical, and you know, we, we don't mind if people overlook us. And anyways, recruiting kids like that. You know, and, and she was sort of the first one, you know, that, that we recruited that, that came and, and helped us build this thing. Um, but, yeah, we've we just sort of, you know, as we're watching games, we watch kids on the floor. How do they compete? How do they respond when their team starts to, to stumble? How do they respond to their teammates? Are they, you know, are they coachable? Are they, you know, so we're watching the basketball, but we're also watching everything else, you know, to make sure that, that they have that same sort of
0: mindset that we do. Right. There's a certain set of kids that have the talent to be to, to play at a certain level, and then it starts to move into those intangibles. Um, like yes, with, with Sherrod, um, you know, she's from Alabama. Beating LSU is big in anything for somebody with Alabama. Like, did you just know she was going to come in and be the point guard for this amount of time, or, or were you, like, kind of on the fence about it? Like, how, when did you know that she was going to be this good? Uh,
1: very quickly after she arrived. Um, you know, our, our longtime assistant who retired from coaching, but you you know, our Kenny Shandrika, yeah. um, you know, was, was the main recruiter, you know, for Jalen. And, and we always said, if we could ever find another Shandrika Lee, because she was <laughs> such a great friend, if we could ever find another Shandrika Lee, we'll sign her, you know, and that was Jalen. And so, um, we knew very quickly that she, her competitive spirit and, um, just desire to be great. Was, was unmatched, you know, and it didn't matter who was ahead of her. She would compete, and she would she would probably beat out anybody that was in front of her.
0: So you've created this culture now. Like, when you're recruiting now, like, are you able to get in with more, I guess, highly regarded players, or are you, like, really still stuck to your formula? Like, these are the types of kids we're, we're, we're looking at. Yeah, I think
1: it's a great combination of both. Like, I think we have access to – um, you know, some pretty visible players right now. Uh, we signed a great uh, recruiting class yesterday um, of players, but, but really having that balance, like, again, just because you're talented doesn't necessarily mean it's the right fit. Um, and not just for us, but, like, the right fit for them. You know, we, we want players that want to be coached and want to work and want to be a part of a, you know, a true team setting, um, you know, and, and sort of buy into that culture of toughness and, and work ethic and things like that. Um, but but it's, it's a combination. We have access to a higher-level player, um, but we also got to make sure that it's the right fit for them and for
0: us. For sure. What what's So you turned around a program at Southern Utah and St. Mary's and pretty quickly at those yeah. places. What's been the biggest difference between sort of rebooting those programs and Colorado? Uh,
1: the biggest difference uh, has just been that it took longer here, I think, because the league is so darn good. You know, it's like, you know, at those mid-majors, you know, you could just get a couple difference makers, um, you know, and sort of surround them with tough, hard-nosed kids that are disciplined and organized, Um, you know, and they could impact, have a greater impact. But the Pac-12 is so good, like, to go from 12th place You know, when you're having to compete against Stanford and UCLA and Oregon and Arizona, and, you know, it's very, very difficult. Um, So, again, I appreciate that our administration, and not everybody does, you know, but allowed us and believed in us, um, you know, to have enough time to truly create a turnaround.
0: No, I think that's that's the key, and you know, I think so many. Pro, like, I, I think about Katie Meyer at Miami. You know, they didn't have to keep her, but they believed in her and did. And look, it's turned into a twenty-year career there. You know. Yeah. And yeah. and sometimes, like you know, you have to have be an athletic director who has that level of belief in your hire or the person there that yeah. you see the the sort of holistic approach to the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and when you do, like, you trust your gut. It's kind of like recruiting.
1: You know, like if you believe in so if you believe in a kid, and you and you trust your gut, you know, then then sticking it out, you know, usually pays dividends. So I love Katie and what she's done down there. For sure.
0: So you know, I think it's the beginning of the year. It's funny. I have I have a bunch of college freshmen who've played in my program. There's so many. Yeah. There's so many that are struggling right now because it's just really, it's really hard. Like what, if you, like, again, I don't, no, no situation at Colorado, but if you were talking to a freshman of a college parent, what advice would you give them right now?
1: Find the right fit. 100%. Like what really matters to the student athlete, not the parents, not the coaches, not the trainers. What matters to the kid? You know, some kids, need and want like a genuine relationship with their head coach. Some really want the academic piece to fit. Some really want the the offensive system to fit. You know, every, every kid is different. They have to know what, what matters most to them. And then regardless of the level of the university or the conference of the university, make sure whatever matters most fits you, you know? And, and when you do that, Because inevitably, your freshman year is going to be hard, no matter what, no matter where, it's going to be hard. The food's different, the basketball's (laughs) different, you're away from home. It's like everything's uncomfortable, you know? But if what you really valued and needed is in that space, then you're going to push through it, you're going to be supported, you're going to be loved up when it's hard, you know, and and you're going to end up being able to persevere and overcome and be
0: great. Awesome. Yeah. I just know so many freshmen, you know, I talked to a a parent the other day, he played in college, he's a high school coach and he said, you know, it's supposed to be hard, right? Like if you're at the right place, it's supposed to be hard. And, and some kids just have never seen that type of adversity. So it's really a challenge. And it's so, it's, you know, there's such a, it's so easy to quit. And it's such a relief at this point that there's no more accountability at that point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I just think if you,
1: you know, if you're in a place where you're loved and supported and it's gonna be okay. Like you know, even if it is the first time you face any real adversity, if you're surrounded by people that you know, believe in you, and have your back. It's gonna be okay. Just one foot in front of the other, you know, until it gets easier. That's what I always tell our kids: one foot in front of the other. Sometimes that's
0: the best you got, and that's okay. So you know, you talk about Jr. Paying, you talk about University of Colorado. This we're getting moving closer to like this, like finished product of a really elite program. What do you guys think you do? better than anybody that you've ever seen? Like, what are you guys elite at as a staff?
1: Oh, that's, I love that question. I think um, I think we are elite at what I was just talking about. You know, like we, you know, a lot of people talk about a family atmosphere and, and you know, a lot of places have it and, and some don't, but we, we truly love our kids. We truly are there for our kids. You know, I have players that call me at 2 o'clock in the morning because they need somebody. You know, they they uh, the relationships that we have within the walls of our program um, last forever. I mean, I had a player at our game last night that, um, you know, was an international kid, came here for a couple years and just wasn't playing a lot, you know, and knew that she wanted to play more. So she transferred to a lower level, played a lot. And she's back here in Colorado last night to watch our game and spend time with us. Like that that type of relationship, you know, um, is is
0: so special. And, and what for us as coaches is what makes this job such an awesome experience. That's awesome. You know, I think kids need that getting away from home too, especially with, you know, having one, everybody else is outside of your state and you live in a big state. So like if you, yep. if you don't have that, your, your turnover is going to be at a really high rate. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. You know, it's not like you're in California and half the team grew up 10 minutes from the school. Yeah,
1: yeah. We, sometimes we're the
0: only family they got, you know, <laughs> well,
1: yeah. uh, within 5,000 miles.
0: <laughs> what are your thoughts on the last year of the Pac-12? You know, I think a lot's been talked about in other sports, but like, you know, I'm not sure in any other sport is the Pac-12 the best <laughs> conference in the country other than women's basketball. Yeah, you
1: know, it's, it's we're all, those of us in the Pac-12, I think we're all pretty sad. Um, about not not just you know for Colorado like we're fine we're going to the Big Twelve we've been in the Big Twelve and geographically it actually makes more sense I think than the Pac-12 for Colorado um, but just the dissolution of the conference is you know it's it's sad most of us grew up loving the Pac-10 at the time you know and and there's been so much excellence you know come from this conference you know for over a hundred years. Um, you know, but it kind of is what it is and we can't really lament about it. I think we're all really locked into just making sure this is the best year ever for our conference. And, um, and then after that, we all, we all got to move on and, you know, find, find, you know, our new homes and, and, uh, sort of keep it going from there. But, but definitely it's been incredible. I think the PAC 12 is good as it's been for women's basketball. I think this year will be the best year ever, um,
0: and it's just we're going to go out with the bang. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> do you do you think when you transition to the Big 12, and the Big 12 is is a much different league than the last time Colorado was in it? Like if you said, yeah. "Hey, this we have to do this as we transition to the Big 12, what would it be?" I
1: don't really know actually. I mean, I think for us like for our program, we're so just locked into just this is who we are, this is what we do. Um, you know, that, that I think we'll just try to, and that that works for us, you know, I think we'll just try to take, take our show on the road, so to speak, like we'll just try to stay true to who we are and what we're about. Um, you know, but I think when we get in the league, we might see, God, we need some bigger this, or we need some faster that, you know, but, but as of right now, we're just going to stay true to what works for us and, um, sort of that blue collar tough mindset and, and see how that translates.
0: Awesome. Well, coach, I really appreciate the time. This was a lot of fun for me and just, you know, you know, focusing on like, you know, your core values, the types of kids that you want and trusting your process to get where you want to go and not changing it. Like, I think a lot of people need to hear that. Thank you. I
1: appreciate it. I feel
0: like it can, it can kind of resonate in anything we do,
1: you know, in life. Yeah. So um, yeah, I appreciate you having me on and, anything i can do to tell tell the world how great you know these kids are in our program i'm i'm all for it
0: thank you so much